Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good evening, Twin Cities. In for Henry Lake, I'm Dave Schrader. All right, so I've got to address something. This is uh, probably one of the top pet peeves I have in the world. And I don't like to start off with that, but I've got to address this. It is driving me nuts. Yesterday, I go over to Target, go to pick up my glasses, right? Uh, Pull into a spot. There's a car next to me. What was it yesterday? Was it... Around negative four, negative five most of the day. It was it was negative something. It was cold. Like yeah. Really, really cold. Really cold. And I pull in and I look, and in the car next to me are two chihuahuas. Car's not running. I don't know how long it's been there. Two little chihuahuas shaking away. Now, I know chihuahuas always shake. They're always quaking in their, uh, in their space. But it was cold. I go inside. I'm inside maybe 35, 40 minutes. I come out. Car's still sitting there. Two chihuahuas still in the car, shaking and baking. This is insane to me. We talk about it during the summer months. People leaving their cars unattended with animals inside of it, with the windows rolled up. And I think people forget about the winter months as well. And I cannot believe I had this conversation at a party recently talking about the animals. Well, animals live outside, Dave. Dogs come from that environment. They're used to sleeping outside, living outside, feeding are you insane? These where where in the great state of Minnesota are Chihuahuas native? Do they just pop up? I don't think so. I mean, wolves, yeah, and they've got that thick undercoat. You've got you've got dogs that live in that environment, but I still don't think, especially dogs that have been domesticated, should be left out in any kind of extreme weather pattern. And my God, if you are that ignorant to the animals in your life, you shouldn't be a pet owner or a pet parent, maybe is the best way to, to say that. If you would not leave your child in the vehicle in these weather conditions – You shouldn't leave them in the car anyway, unattended. It's not 1977 anymore. That's when I used to sit in the car, right? My parents would go into the store for a little bit. I'd sit in the back seat reading comic books, 10 years old. Different time, different era. But leaving your pets alone in the car in these extreme winter situations should cost the driver their driver's license. It's it's hard, right, when you look at that and we talk about pet safety and how they're part of our families. And especially for a lot of of people that don't want kids or, you know, it's just kind of a nice extenuation, a nice addition to the family, but you need to, you need to treat them like you would your children in the sense that their bodies can only handle so much. And, and I don't know about, you know, the ability to regulate their body temperature. My brother lives in a, just, right outside of uh, of Marshall, southwestern Minnesota. Had dogs his entire life. And he's got a heated garage. He's got uh, a kennel that's attached to it. But he's got the ability where his animal, his dog, 
she can go inside when it gets cold. If if you need to at least give your animals an option, right? I mean, don't you to... to right, well, at, at homes, that drives me crazy, too. When you go out and you see that people have got their dogs out in this... They're just chained. Weather chained. Yeah. And it's... I, I can't even imagine. The paws, they're, they're, they're little paws, right? That You think, oh, they're leathery, they're made for this. They are not made for this weather. People, please do me the sincere favor of... Just turn your pets over to somebody that can take care of them. If you are that inept a human being that you can't take the time to pay attention to your animals in a way that they deserve, don't have them. Don't have them. And oh, I'm sure I'm going to get some blowback on that. I don't know who in their right man would blow back at me on something like that. Because if you have these creatures under your care, you got to take care of them. Yep. Now, I got a couple of sneaky cats that when the door opens, they will do their best to try to jettison themselves out the door and make a break for it. In this cold, they will jump yeah. out onto the porch, and they, they are in the door before I even realized they were out mm-hmm. the door. It's that cold. Yeah. And my big, mean pit bull, my killer pit bull, he's not. But he, he will not. T- he's like, oh, man, you could see him standing at the door. He, like, looks out the window trying to evaluate how bad do I have to go. Yeah. You can see it. He's doing the calculations. He's got the math. D- d- the d- abacus d- is on the floor. He's moving <laughs> beads. He's trying to figure out the entire trigonometry of this thing. And then you can see when his shoulders kind of stoop and his head drops and he lets out mm-hmm. a <sighs> by the door, he knows he's got to go. But I, in those bits, I don't even – we don't walk away. We stand by the door to make sure as soon as he's done, he's at the door, he's back in the house. Yeah, I, I want to ask you, Dave, because – I. We're a we're a cat house. Mm-hmm. I've always had cats. I love cats because, you know, sure. when I was younger, I would have to travel for several days at a time, and it was just easier that I could leave my cat by herself, come back, it'd be fine. But when you've got a, a dog that needs to go outside to do its business, to get its exercise or whatever, mm-hmm. like, h- how do you manage making sure that your dog gets their outside time and everything that they need to do? But also make sure that they're not too exposed because I've I've always kind of struggled with, you know, even people that I know that have dogs. I, I, I don't know. What is that fine balance when it comes to having your animals outside? Mm-hmm. But then also because my cats are indoor cats like they, right. they don't go outside. No. So. I'm, yeah. With my cats, they're all indoor cats as well, mainly just because I don't need them breeding. Uh, I think all of our cats, except for one, is fixed. We have become a small scale circus at our house. I think we have four or five cats and a dog. Kids probably snuck things in I don't know about. I wouldn't be surprised to find out I've got three guinea pigs, a hamster, and a snake living in my house that I don't know about. Sweet. You're, but, you're like the uh, the new Jack Hanna. Uh, yeah, only much less talented with animals and a lot more broke. Um, but with, with, you know, again, a lot of it is knowing your dog, the breed of dog, the type or animal that you have, that what is their uh, capabilities outside, plus just using your common sense. If it's so hot outside that you don't want to be outside, I can guarantee your dog does not want to be outside. And, you know, if you're if you're give, taking them for a walk, too, you have to remember. And I've told people this. I've pulled up to people and I go, hey, how hot is that? And they look at me when I'm looking at the, the sidewalk or looking at the uh, the, the road. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what do you mean? And I go, get that dog in the grass, man. It's going to burn its paws. Yeah. Oh, no, they're fine. I said, kick off your shoes. Kick off your shoes and you stand there. You can't do it. It's brutal. Well, I mean, their their pads have nerves in them, mm-hmm. just like just like we do. I mean, if th- they get frostbite on their extremities, 
you know, the, the, the paws, the ears, right. like that's like your fingers and ears. You're going to get frostbite on that. Mm-hmm. So to me, I, I would treat, I would treat your pet the same way right. that you would treat yourself. I mean, I, I've been a rescue home for the better part of my adult life where really? the, the animals that oh, I've that's had, awesome. I, I get from rescues that's and awesome. adopt. Uh, and do you know how many dogs I've had that have come through with frostbitten ears, frostbitten nose? I had a beautiful sweetheart boxer that came to me that was four years old. The family would leave her out constantly. This dog just wanted to be by your side and being loved on. Her nose was torn up. Her paws were torn up. She was a mess. Her ears, the ear tips were all frayed and shattered because of being left out in the cold and extreme heats. It was heartbreaking. But what a sweet dog. That's, we do not deserve dogs in our lifetime. Cats we probably deserve. I'm going to be Oh, wow. We deserve wow. cats. Wow. We don't deserve dogs. Hey, I'm a cat guy. I've got cats. <laughs> I'm not a cat guy, but I oh, still so have I'm cats. A, I'm, I'm a cat. I'm, I'm a cat guy. I'm a grown man. So always been a cat guy. I've been a single guy with cats. I'm okay with that. That's all right. But I now mean, I'm a married guy with cats. Well, I'm okay with that. Excellent. Yeah, and I, I have nothing against cats. I just you know you just prefer so, the dog. That's yeah, fine. I love yeah, dogs. That's I love, cool. You know what? I like cat dogs. I like the little. I like the little <laughs> dogs that, that are like the size of a cat. Wasn't that a Nickelodeon cartoon? <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's kind of the world I'm in. Just do me a favor, and I I don't mean to rant and rail like this. Well, uh, it's it's important. It's important though. Yeah, it's important. you've got to you got to take care of the pets, man. Don't don't leave them in the car. And I didn't even know what do I do in that position should i and maybe somebody has some advice out there call or text me 651-461-9226 651-461-9226 should i call the police on a car that's sitting out there and i know has been there for any period of time and there's a dog cat sitting in the car in this kind of weather with this unbelievably cold weather will the police even come I don't I don't know what the I don't know what the rules are. You know, in the winter you break a window. That's what people have done to get air in for those poor animals. This time of year, I don't what do I do? Swaddling clothes? Do I bring an extra thing of uh tin foil to wrap the poor pups in? I don't know. Give me an answer. Let's take a quick break. We got another story that's kind of going viral. Uh <laughs> A millennial girl trying to plan her wedding and uh, foiling her father's plans. We'll talk about that when we return right here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? Bow. 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the program. Filling in for Henry Lake, I'm Dave Schrader. All right, listen, I'm a father. I've got four lovely daughters. I've got amazing kids. And uh, I'm always, you know, looking for forward towards that next evolution, that next, you know, their first steps, their first days at school, their their first days driving, they're getting their driver's license, all of these remarkable milestones. And then, of course, we all stand back and we wait for the moment our child decides to get married. And that is a big thing, at least for me as a father. I'm excited to be a part of my my daughter's weddings. I will be involved in any way, shape, or form that they would like me to be involved. There is a viral video going around right now. Uh, it basically just says uh, uh, millennial girl wedding story. And uh, I w- can, can we play this audio? And I want – listen, I want people's thoughts on this. Uh, I've got a special guest who's going to join me. My own daughter, uh, youngest daughter, Ripley, will be on in just a few seconds. But I want to know how this hits you. And is she wrong? Is she right? Six five one four six one nine two two six. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Let's hear it. I just decided he's not going to pay for my wedding anymore. What I'm finding out is if you let your parent pay for your wedding, you kind of have to do it their way. Finally told my parents, I'm going to do this my way, and they backed out of paying for it. So let me tell you what happened. I have to give credit where credit is due. My parents raised me to be an independent thinker. And as an independent thinker, I've decided we're not going to do every single wedding tradition at my wedding. And that's where the fight comes in with my dad. It's the year 2023. Women are not property anymore, which is why I decided I will be walking myself down the aisle. My parents do not own me and I'm not some property to be given away. My dad was not very happy to find out he wouldn't be walking me down the aisle. In his eyes, I'm taking away one of the most important parts of the day. Apparently, a first dance with my father isn't enough. My dad keeps going back to the point of, we've never treated you as property, why would you say that? He's also trying to say I'm discrediting everything him and my mom have done for me, which to me just feels unrelated. Like, I'm just not a fan of that tradition. I feel like he's been talking to his buddies because the other day he came back to me and said, well, if you want to be independent, then you can pay for it yourself. Which to me still feels like if you're not going to do your wedding the way I want, then I'm not going to pay for it. And that just doesn't feel right to me. So anyways, do we agree that my dad's being a complete jerk right now? Really hoping he comes around because there's no way I can afford this wedding if he doesn't help me with it. So I'm just kind of holding out hope that he'll come through. All right. So I listened to this. I've watched this video. I've, I've been kind of ruminating on it all day. And I thought, you know what? Before I really weigh in on this. I sent it to my youngest daughter. She's very independent. She's a forward thinker. She's a a sweetheart, but I I have never had this conversation with her. So I've got her on the line with me now. Ripley, welcome to the show. Thanks for for being a part of this with me right now. 
Yeah, thank you for having me. All right. So you heard what this young lady had to say. Now, come come your wedding, the plans are all set, and Dad says he wants to walk you down the aisle. Where do you stand on that philosophy? Personally, I would love to have my dad walk me down the aisle, and I feel like it doesn't have to be viewed in such a negative way anymore. Like, I feel like it was viewed that way that you're giving away, you know, your daughter and it was seen as her being a piece of your property and giving it to somebody else. But now I feel like we can change the sort of way that people see it and view it and still be able to have your father be a part of this without viewing it so negatively. I guess, you know, and maybe I'm, uh, I I was going to say old fashioned, but I guess I'm not that old fashioned because I didn't realize I was giving away a piece of property. The way I've always looked at it was that I'm taking this person that is so special to me, somebody I raised and watched over every day of their life, and I'm walking that girl down the aisle the final day as really the one responsible for her, the one that's always been there, and I'm turning this responsibility over to that partner that they have selected and saying that this is my blessing, that I I respect you and your decisions enough that this is going with my blessing. I've never seen it as though it was something as though you're passing off a person as a piece of property. And I know the old days, you know, there would be dowries. If if I could convince, uh, you know, somebody to marry you, not only do they get you, but they'll get 20 acres of, of yard and they'll get uh, all five of our cats. Uh, you know, so that was kind of the dowry that went along with it. But the concept of the daughter I never felt as being the property that was transmitted. So that did open my eyes. How do you feel, though, about the concept that if the father's paying for the wedding uh, and, and would like to have a say in part of the wedding, where do you, uh, where do you feel is the line that, that parents shouldn't cross? Right. So I feel like, you know, she should be able to have her say in what she does at her wedding and those, like, the boundaries should be set for that. But also, I feel like walking your kid down the aisle just shouldn't be, you know, seen as such a negative thing that it is. And just having that love, you know, that your dad is giving you. I just think, I don't know, I just think that, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I know it's a big, big concept. My daughter's 17, so marriage is hopefully not on her, uh, her quick agenda here. But it it is an interesting element to this, right? And I, I've never thought about what I would want. I've always seen myself walking my daughters down the aisle if they make that choice, if they want me to be a part of it. I also understand that they're independent. And should my daughter say, but, Dad, you know what? This is a journey where if you want to walk me into the church and then leave me at the back of the aisle because I'm now making this walk from the back of the aisle to the front, to start this life, this is the moment you've you've left me and uh, I'm moving forward or I've left you and I'm moving forward to my new future. I think that's an interesting, you know, uh, kind of retrospective of it as well, that maybe I don't need to be the one to walk you to your mate and shake their hand and knowingly give of you, but to be a part of that transitionary moment. And maybe I'm outdated, folks. Again, uh, talk in text line 651-461-9226. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. A couple of the texts coming in. It is not a piece of property. It's love and growth. But I paid for my own wedding, so... 
I like that. Uh, another person stating, nope, it is a father's prerogative to be a part of the wedding, showing their love and making that exchange at the altar. And I get that. I, again, I maybe exchange is not the best word to use in that because uh, it sounds like you're you know, I'm trading it in uh, for my own freedom, which there is that level of parenthood as well. Right. Once I've finally pawned off the last child to a marriage, I'm on my own. Uh, but I don't see the anger this girl has this kind of sense of entitlement that you should just shut up, pay for it, let me do everything my way. And if you feel like it, and from my understanding, her father said, this is a big part of a day for me as well. I'm, I'm watching my daughter become a woman on this day and, and step away from the household. And she just really seems to take it uh, personally, do you know a lot of girls uh, your age that are kind of of that progressive nature where they look at this as a negative as well? Or do you think this girl is just a, an anomaly out there? I think it's just a mixture of people now, you know, having their own voice and really saying what they want and kind of how they're deciding to do stuff now. So I feel like it's a good mixture of people who have their mindset to something and they're not going to be willing to change it. But then there's also those people out there who are willing to change their mind and view it from a different point of view. Yeah, I hope at least parents can get that opportunity to sit down and talk over these moments, because certainly this is something that should never drive a wedge between them. It's sad to me because throughout it, it just sounds like the only important thing to her is give me the money so I can have the wedding I want. And you and your thoughts really don't mean anything to me. And that's kind of the heartbreak aspect of it. So I'm very proud and happy of the young lady you are and are becoming. And uh, your answers please me. So I will be happy to pay for at least 20 to $30 of your wedding out of my own pocket. That means a lot to me. Thank you. <laughs> All right, honey. Thank you very much. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Again, maybe I feel like I'm a little old-fashioned in that sense. Maybe things have changed. But, again, it shouldn't come to the point of, of – deadlock, which is what it sounds like with this family. But I don't even know if it truly is deadlock. She seems so set in her ways that she may not be understanding what her father's saying. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we see things and, you know, whether they're real, whether they're not real, this brings up some interesting talking points because we we do see that there are individuals out there that are very forward in their thinking, and that's great. But at the same time, you can look at the tradition and the respect side of it. And to me, it's it's being disrespectful to think of something that way because it is ultimately the joining of two families. And like you said, it's 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 a trust factor that you are trusting one of, you know, the the most precious things in your life. To somebody else. I mean, that's a that's a huge step. Yeah. A huge step. And you're making that. But again, that's where the intention, I think, is behind it. If you sit down and, and talk to your child uh, or talk to your parent and say, what what do you see this as? Because maybe if she's assuming this means I'm a piece of property, maybe by assuming she's making the incorrect statement. And if he's explaining to her, like I did at the beginning of this, that it is simply me showing the love and reverence to her in this moment and this next step in her life. You know, maybe that that could solve a lot of problems. I don't know. People, uh, you know, some of the people weighing in here as well like this idea. Uh, well, they could pay for the wedding. They can just pay at City Hall, pay the $150 license fee, and the rest that she wants is on her. That's an excellent point. Yeah, elope if you want. I'm a, yeah. I don't know. Go go to Vegas and 
get married on the strip. Yeah. You know? Boy, weddings are obscenely priced anyway. Uh, we got to go. We got to take a quick break. We'll come back. When we come back, uh, Tesla owners are not happy. This cold snap is doing some real damage. We'll discuss that when we return right here to News Talk 830 WCCO. I love it. I'm watching the news, and I see something that jumps out at me. It reminds me of the news a few years ago out of Atlanta, Georgia, when Atlanta, I think, got a dusting of like an inch and a half of snow. And for us in Minnesota, it's funny. Uh, when you're living in Atlanta or Texas or states that are not used to having snow, I understand it is not. It is the farthest thing from funny. But what I think was really interesting is – uh, when Atlanta got that dusting of snow and they were showing all of the news feeds and stories, there were cars pulled off to the side of the road. People had exited their vehicles to walk to the nearest convenience store, grocery store, gas station, where they were sleeping on floors, eating bags of nuts to survive, <laughs> bottled water. And it was like Armageddon had happened. And and they were showing the roads deserted with cars pulled off everywhere. It looked like a scene out of AMC's The Walking Dead. And it was funny to me, sad in another way that other states are just not prepared to deal with it. We're out driving in the worst possible conditions. You know, driving the other day when the snow was coming down hard, you could see maybe three feet in front of your car, and that very rarely has people stopping from going out and heading wherever they need to go. I remember driving to the uh, the Halloween uh, North Stars game, when that huge blizzard hit, what, like 30, 35 years oh, ago? Oh, the blizzard in 1991. Holy cow. The Halloween that, blizzard, yes. Yeah, not only did I drive from Winona up to the Twin Cities to watch it at the old Met Center, I uh, drove back through it to get home that night. You're a bad, yeah, bad a man. a car full of people in a Geo Metro. That is commitment uh, the Geo, to the, the itty-bitty Geo Metro. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's funny you mentioned the uh, and I know you got a couple things you were going to get to here, but it's it's funny that you mentioned the southern states, because when I lived in Houston, I was in Houston for a couple of years and it, this is right after Hurricane Harvey. It gets to the point where you're right. They don't have any salt to condition the roads mm-hmm. when there is any sort of, of precipitation and it freezes and you have that ice. You are literally stuck where you're at, I could not leave my apartment complex. Mm-hmm. I had to call in. I'm like, hey, I cannot make it down to the studio today. And I took so much grief. They're like, oh, the guy from Minnesota can't get in because it's cold. I'm like, it's not the fact that it's cold. It's the fact that I cannot get out of my driveway and go up this up this highway to try and get to the Galleria area in Houston. I'm like, if you had any sort of, of, of salt or something that you could could you know, right. Salt, the roads, something. Yeah. But I, I could not we could not leave. And I do feel bad when people do get this and you see how cold it is in Texas right now. And they just they don't have the insulation and, and they just are not prepared. But it is when you mentioned the walking dead, that is a fantastic comparison when you mention that. Well, we've got uh, my wife a few years ago. Um, I sent her to uh, Texas to go visit some friends. She just needed to get out of the house. It was right after COVID and, uh, you know, all the sanctions. <laughs> she needed lifted. to get out of the house. She so you sent need- her to Texas. Right. It was warm in Texas. Oh, I was going to say you could sent her to like Davenport or something. No, but, okay. I, no, I wanted to send her someplace warm and happy. And so I sent her Halfway to visit friends of ours in uh, Texas. And it was supposed mm-hmm. to be uh, like a three or four day weekend. Yeah. Get away, have some fun. And that weekend, they had record-breaking cold and snow. My buddy's uh, pool froze 
rose over, broke the sides of the pool. Uh, they were having blown pipes. They, they were not prepared for this. And so I send my poor wife out to Texas to be warm. And what happens to her? She ends up huddled up around little butane heaters to keep warm. Uh, nothing was open. Power was out. They would get literally get power back for like 10, 15 minutes a crack every couple hours. So they would wait. And as soon as power would come on, they'd plug in the uh, the coffee pot to get a hot pot of coffee to warm them up. It was so bad in Texas, and they were completely devastated. I think she ended up – she went for three or four days, was there for, I think, almost 10 because she couldn't get home with the weather and that they kept shutting down airports. Well, Tesla owners in Chicago are, are what brought me to this conversation because I was looking at the video footage of this. And, again, it's like a scene out of uh, out of The Walking Dead or a, a sci-fi movie. <laughs> You've got all these desperate owners – uh, trying to revive their beloved Teslas at charging stations that have turned into nothing more than just these these kind of icy graveyards. Uh, this one of the, the the people that they had they were talking to Tyler Beard. He said, "Nope, nothing, no juice, still on zero percent." And this is like three hours being out here after being out here three hours yesterday. So it's just not taking the juice. And imagine. Imagine being stuck in the cold with a lifeless Tesla. It is you, you can't start it up to warm up. You can't do anything to change the parameters of the situation you're in. And then the charging chaos extended beyond Oak Brook, Illinois, with these issues. There were long lines and they had these abandoned car lines as Tesla charging stations in the Chicagoland area turned into scenes like The Walking Dead as well. People just abandoning their cars, seeking refuge wherever they could find warmth. And uh, one of the observers said, we got a bunch of dead robots out here. And uh, they even had to tow his Tesla. This Kevin uh, Sumrak, I think was his name. They had to tow his Tesla to a working charging station after finding it lifeless at Chicago O'Hare International Airport. So imagine you fly in, you got to pay the fee for your parking. Now you got to pay to have the car towed to take it somewhere so that you can get it charged so that you can actually utilize it. So all of these people in their Tesla cars, I've, you know, I thought, oh, it would be great to have an electric car. You know how great that would be? So much better for the environment, for oh, the grandkids. Oh, you're, you're, you're part of the solution. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally fixing the world until yes. I start yep. realizing when you buy a Tesla and you buy these, these cars, you got to buy special uh, energy packs for your house. you gotta buy, you got to have electricians come in and rewire so that you have uh, uh, charging ports at home that don't blow out the rest of your, your electricity. Yeah. And then... Good luck trying to find some of these uh, charging stations because I know that there are apps that you can utilize to go find them. Some of them are out of order. You get all the way there, you you putter in, hoping you're going to be able to get the car charged up and moving again, and it doesn't happen because it's you know the, the charging port is bad. That is a horrible element to this. But I didn't even think or consider what it would be like with these cold snaps. Um, they, they talked to uh, this guy with the Chicago Auto Trade Association. He said that, obviously, what we should all know, the cold weather is going to mess with the charging routine. And here's another part I didn't know. It's not just plug and go. You have to precondition the battery of a Tesla, meaning that you have to get the battery up to the optimal temperature in order to even accept a fast charge. But the frustration doesn't end there for these poor Tesla drivers. Um, one of the, the drivers was talking about being at a location, 
for five hours and still hadn't gotten the chance to charge his car. A charge that would take 45 minutes was taking upwards of two to three hours. That is a nightmare of epic proportions. And that's as much as I believe in the concept of electric cars, mm-hmm. and I do think that we do need to, you know, reduce our reliance on fossil fuels. This gives me a ton of pause. Right. Because you can't just you think about the investment that you have to make. And you mentioned the charging ports and having everything that you have to. And so I was not aware of everything that you had to install in your house. Think about the financial commitment that that has. And then what happens if, I mean, are, are all of these electric cars or I have to assume that the Tesla Ford, everything, like everything is going to have different charging ports. I, I don't know. I don't so, know. I mean, if, if it's not, if it's not yeah. universal, yeah, if it's not universal, like I, I'm very curious about this now. Very curious because that, that is absolutely a, a terrible place. If you can't even get in the car, if you can't even get it. I mean, I just, I'm. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass on it hearing what you're just telling me now. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't know. Again, no. obviously, there are still some uh, uh, issues they need to work out. Uh, you know, the automatic driving feature, that that's already proven to not work real well. Is the car's <laughs> not identifying humans and it's running people over, or it's identifying things that are not human and stopping the car in the middle of traffic when there's nothing in front of you and other cars are rear-ending you. Now, Tesla advises owners to keep their charge above 20% during this bitter cold. So that's their first statement. Make sure you keep it above 20%, which is like our old uh, case, right? You never want to let the car go below a quarter of a tank or half a tank in the cold weather. Yes, exactly. you don't want to rupture your, your fuel line. Yep. So they're saying don't let it slip below 20%. And then the company acknowledges the energy spike in freezing temperatures but assures owners that updates are coming for a much better driving experience. What do you do in the interim? I mean, that's that's insane. Yeah, you that got, has got to be so frustrating. Uh, the amount of money that you put out for a Tesla and you can't use the car, you can't use the charging ports. Good God. Yeah, I mean, that's like Wimpy from Popeye. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday, pay you Tuesday for, for a hamburger, hamburger today. Yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, the update might be great, but what does it do for me now? It's just, yeah, no, yeah. no, thank you. We're changing the world. We're changing the world, folks. Energy efficient, unless, of course, the energy doesn't work because of a cold snap. So maybe like the convertible and water sports in Minnesota, <laughs> what do we get to use the car, the, the outdoor water sports vehicles for two to three months a year? Maybe it's just not economically conducive for some people to, to own vehicles like that and convertibles here. I don't know. But there is some good news. There is a new energy source on the horizon. This is really cool. Science does seem to find a way. And we've been talking about we should make water, cars that run on water. Obviously, that's not going to work. We're having drought issues all around the United States. People having problems uh, getting good water. Uh, We're watching drops in California, Nevada, and so many other states. Using water as an energy source for a car obviously would not be the answer But what about dirt? We'll find out about that when we return. Filling in for Henry Lake, I'm Dave Schrader. This is News Talk 830 WCCO. This is The Lake Show. Filling in, I'm Dave Schrader. We were just talking about the uh, Tesla situation and how in these extreme cold weather, 
Uh, it is affecting the charging ports. People are being stranded. They're not able to charge their cars. What should take a 40 to 45-minute charge is taking upwards of two to three, maybe even five hours in some instances. Some of the people here are saying, imagine if it was mandated like it is in California that many more people have to have electric cars. How do you think the electricity is generated to charge them? Yeah, exactly. You're still creating a fossil fuel issue with yeah. trying to create the energy. You're, you're not, you're not completely this. changing. I, right. I mean, there still is going to be re- that reliance. And again, I'm, I believe in the cause. I, I really do. But sooner or later, Dave, like common sense and practicality, you've got to marry those two in with the ideology of this is going to be a great concept. But it, right. it's good on paper. How do you... How can you? Well, science that? science is helping us, right? Because they're always looking for new, efficient ways to bring us energy. Dirty energy might be the new way. Check this out: scientists at Northwestern University um, they've dropped this this new bombshell: a new fuel cell that gets its powers from dirt. Yeah, you heard that right, dirt. So they're going to actually it's it's soil powered electricity. Um, the the battery pack itself is uh, it's like the size of a book. And they're saying this is going to be a game changer for farming sensors and more. So if you can imagine powering your gadgets with the very dirt that's right beneath our feet, that's the sci-fi stuff coming to life right here, right now. This, to me, is more exciting than than water to run your, your stuff, right? So how does it all work? I was digging through this, and it taps into the power of the bacteria living in the soil, right? So the microbes are everywhere in the dirt. And we can use these simple tricks to kind of catch their electricity. They're not going to be lighting up cities, but they can power up small, useful gadgets like our our uh, our items that we carry around with us all the time. I guess the tech is not as new as I thought when it first came out. A British botanist, uh, it was, I think, Michelle or Michael uh, Potter. I'm, I'm not sure. It's a very French-looking name, the full thing. But uh, uh, he cooked up the idea a century ago. Now, fast forward to today, and the Northwestern team has actually taken it to that very next level. They tested the soil-based microbial fuel cell in both wet and dry conditions. And the result is that it outlasted similar tech by over 120%. That's exciting news. That's so cool. I love the fact that we're thinking outside the box. We're finding ways to take things that to some people is nothing but a pain in the butt, and we're turning it into something that's going to be helpful and saving us. But I want to know more about all these microbes. I want to know what it is that's living in our dirt that will actually be able to power things. So we'll learn more about that as we go along. we got some football to discuss when we come back after the top of the hour. Filling in for Henry Lake, I'm Dave Schrader. This is News Talk 830. WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 